One of the greatest and most profound lessons that I have learned from my career studying dancing is that physical things apply to spiritual things. I believe that the rules of moving bodies in our world reveal deeper, meaningful truths about things that we can't see, touch, or even fully understand. This has been an ongoing journey for me, and when I realized the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it all made sense in a mind-blowing way that I'm about to share with you today. My entire life's career and all the things that I had learned and experienced firsthand all suddenly found their anchor in Christ. The dance of life, I realized, was so much more than the beauty of creation as it unfolds, but something much greater. The visible was pointing to the invisible, to our fundamental relationship with God as the creator and perfect partner. Today I probably have passed the 10,000 lesson mark, or maybe I'm around there somewhere, who knows. In either case, I've been very blessed to have been a teacher and to help many not just get a little more confidence or have some fun with dancing, but truly to do spiritual work and help them see things that they've never seen before by understanding how the physical relates to the spiritual. I believe that God created dancing as a beautiful expression of spiritual truths, and because the Bible says that everything points to Christ because it was created by Him and for Him, then dancing must be no different. We know that man and woman were created to ultimately typify the relationship of Jesus and His bride, which is the body of believers, And so to me, dancing, which is a beautiful expression of masculine and feminine, intertwined in harmony, is ultimately fulfilled as an expression of our relationship to our Creator as we move, fall, twist, and turn in this thing called life. For many years, I have defined the dance of life, which is the sum of all movement principles, as the following. Two opposite but complementary forces in dynamic balance over time. Look everywhere and you will see this principle playing itself out over and over again. It's truly profound, and it just goes to show you that God's genius is in all things. For me as a teacher, especially one who hungered to create meaningful and lasting change in my students, this principle led me to realize that everyone is made in a certain way. Another brief metaphor here to drive today's point home. When you create a mold of something, you are creating the opposite for that something so that you can bring it into existence. This allows you to cast the mold with the material which will yield what you actually want, and in a similar way, I believe that God created each of us with certain strengths and weaknesses. Think of these as kind of like the contours of your spiritual mold. And these lead us to various experiences in life so that what He chose to bring out of us can emerge. For example, If you're too masculine in one area, then you will go off balance in a predictable way because of your aggression being too high. If you're too feminine in another area, you'll go off balance in a different way because your aggression is not high enough. Some people take too much action too quickly and arrive early on the beat in dancing, which translates to getting burned out in the dance of life. Others do not take action enough and arrive late on the beat, which means they often miss the opportunity and get depressed as a result. I have spent more than 15 years studying these things, and I can tell you that we all have predictable ways that we fall off balance. When I teach someone, probably within the first lesson, their body and movement style will tell me everything that I need to know to teach them for the rest of their life. It's that pervasive and profound, and why I bring all this to your attention today is because we all have predictable ways that we fall off balance in the dance of life. 
Nevertheless, the wisdom of God revealed to us in Romans 8, verse 28, is that he uses all things for the good for those who love him. Now, let's tie all of this together. At the center of the Christian faith is trust, because Christianity is a relationship and not a religion. Every authentic relationship requires trust in order to flourish. And truly, the more trust there is, the more intimacy there is. With people, this is very difficult because we all inherit trauma and reality is fundamentally out of our control. Yet with God, who is sovereign over reality and completely perfect, it is ironically even harder. Why? Even though it should be easier, we stumble against the fact that we do not see him. We stumble with our self-centeredness, we stumble with our attachment to worldly plans and expectations, and we stumble against our own ignorance compared to his omniscience. We do not know what is truly good or evil, and what that means is that we fundamentally do not know the right timing when things need to happen in the dance of life. But just like a new student will predictably stumble in my arms over and over again, so too do we stumble in his arms as we learn to dance, as we learn to trust. With this in mind, trust looks different for different people. I'm a type A person, and taking action for me has always been natural and pretty easy. My mind is pretty sharp, and I have no problem sitting and working or thinking for hours on end. These qualities have their uses, but remember that they are part of the contour of my, quote, spiritual mold, making them perfect invitations for their opposite. I've had to learn patience, presence, appreciating the process, listening, compassion, being nurturing, and surrendering as a result of many years of living my life way too hard as a type A dude. The mold of my masculinity created the perfect shape for femininity to blossom. As a result, for me, trusting in God often appears as patience. It appears as the things that are counterintuitive for my nature. For you, trust may be courage, because courage may be counterintuitive to your nature. Remember that there is no perfect nature other than the perfect image of Christ, which we are all being conformed to. But now, if Christ is the perfect image, the perfect dancer in this dance of life who is completely balanced and never misses a beat, all of these off-balance qualities that God has given us are truly a gift for us to discover more and more about who he is in this life. When my students fall, I always catch them. When they are late, I always speed them up. If they rush, I slow them down. If they're off time, I get them back on time. A good teacher is always there, and a good leader fundamentally operates the supportive role. God is the ultimate example where these principles are fulfilled. And so what this means is that we must never forget he has a plan for each and every one of his children and when they go off balance in the dance of life. Trust is the practice of learning spiritual balance by countering our natural instincts with their learned counterparts. This is what it means to become masterful in dancing and what it also means to become masterful at the dance of life. Trust is also the remedy for when those off-balance events happen. I have seen world champions fall in dancing, but they get back up because the music is still playing. In the dance of life, God will always have your back just like I have my students back, but obviously much, much better. If you're the type that is an eager beaver and you act too quickly, too much, or you commit too readily, the natural outcome will be for you to have failed expectations, overplan, and often get frustrated. 
In these times, trust in God is the correction to the imbalance because it reminds you that he will provide and that he works all things for the good. Likewise, if you are the type that is slow to start, afraid, meek, or maybe self-doubting because of perfectionism, trust in God is also the correction here too because it gives you the support you need to act courageously and jump. In either case, God is there no matter what in our lives. And as we deepen our trust in him through these various predictable failures, so too do we learn to appreciate both him and creation much more intimately. Like any dance, the goal isn't to be perfect, because that's going to happen by the hand of God anyway in the future, when we receive new bodies and a new, redeemed reality. Rather, the goal of this life is to learn to return to balance when we fall by learning to trust in him. As we do so, we learn to walk the narrow road just as Christ told us to walk, with him by our side. The Bible says to swerve neither to the left nor to the right over 16 times, and I believe this is for a reason, and that reason is because the narrow road is where we can dance the dance of life. Trust, then, is the key to this ongoing and beautiful journey. <laughs>